Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I am so, so happy to have you here. My name is Carly Aquilino, and I am your host. And I'm pumped to be here this week, you guys. I'm hopped up on some coffee. It's Sunday afternoon. We're having a good freaking time. Okay. And I'm really excited because I'm using my new microphone that I got. I got a new mic because the last one, who knows what happened to it, but it kept cutting out. I think my cats ate it. Um, and really this is all their fault, but I'm really excited to use my new mic and I hope it sounds good. Let me know your feedback, um, on that. And what else, what else? There's a few things that I want to talk to you guys about. And then I have a bunch of questions that you guys sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com that we're going to get to. And I have a question to pose to you. You guys know, like how I say, okay, tell me what you think is embarrassing. Tell me what you, what color you think a month is. Okay. We're all friends here. We're all friends. We chit chat. And now we all have the same lingo. (laughs) I was, (laughs) I was, uh, watching a what was it Instagram story or something and I don't even remember who was saying it but it was cracking me up so much because they were saying they were saying like you know when you listen to a podcast for the first time and you don't know any of the lingo like (laughs) like you go you go to listen to it and people are like and you're just like what what does that mean so I feel like we're all a little community right now we're all a bunch of friends um And the question that I want to pose to you is, how do you know or how did you ever know that someone was in love with you or someone was uh, really, really into you, like someone really liked you? And the reason why I'm asking this is because I have a story um, and this made me realize that a guy is in love with me. So, and by the way, if you're listening to this, um, you're obsessed with me and I know it. No, that's not, it's not, you're obsessed with me. It's, I know that you really like, I think that you love me. (laughs) So here's what it is. I think that people love you when they start giving you, you know, when you love someone, you just adore them and you give them like the most obscure compliments. It's not a compliment that anyone else will ever give you or anyone else has ever given anyone. Okay. But it's just something so random that you're like, oh, this person really likes me. For example, I was hanging out with this guy and he, I've been hanging out with him for a little while. And he said, um, I have, I have long limbs. And I was like, I'm, I'm five foot four. Like I'm not a tall person. I wouldn't describe myself ever as lanky or anything of the sort, to be honest with you. And he said, no, but your limbs are long. And I, that's something no one's ever said to me, obviously. And something that doesn't make any sense because I am actually very short. And then we measured our legs next to each other. And honestly, he was right. Like he's six foot tall. And my legs were only about two inches smaller than his. And that, and that's being generous. I really think it was like 1.5 inches, (laughs) but I was just like, oh, and literally I was like, you're in love with me. (laughs) Not me thinking everyone's in love with me, no matter what happens, anything a guy does. I'm like, wow, he's clearly obsessed with me. It's very obvious. Embarrassing. Being in love with someone is embarrassing, isn't it? 
especially in the beginning, you're so like, oh, everything is so great. Everything they do is so great. And then like six months later, you're just like, oh my God, don't talk to me anymore. But anywho, uh, I want to know what you guys think, how you knew somebody was in love with you, a silly reason. I think that's funny. And I also wanted to talk to you guys about freaking Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato, Demo Lovati. We live for them. We love them. I was always such a huge fan of them. And I got to say, Demi, I can't keep rooting for you. Okay. I can't keep defending you like this. Because always the interviews have been a little wishy-washy with me. And I've met them and they're really nice and fun and cool and sweet and love their music. But the things they decide to be upset about or, or find offensive is very interesting to me. For example, I guess it was, and I haven't seen the, the show itself. I think it might be a YouTube show or whatever, but Demi Lovato had come out with, it was like a documentary or whatever. And they were quote unquote hunting extraterrestrials. And Demi says, well, I don't think we should call them aliens um, because that is a derogatory term. We should just call them extraterrestrials. And to me, it's let's pick our battles here that we want to fight. You know what I'm saying? And then Neil deGrasse Tyson, very famous astrophysicist. We all know him. We love him. He's about 100 years old. We grew up listening to him and watching him on TV and stuff. Um, he was like, aliens do not have feelings. They're aliens. He said, you could call them space aliens if you think that it's offensive. But I just thought that whole thing was so interesting. And I'm like, Demi, between the, the yogurt situation that happened quite a few months ago that we talked about here on the podcast where Demi had gone into a yogurt shop and then essentially tried to get it shut down. <clears throat> because she felt, oh, I'm sorry, they felt like fat shamed by just being in the establishment in, in and of itself. Um, because there was, there was diet or, um, you know, certain types of, uh, I don't know what to even call it. Like, I guess restrictive in some ways, like there were uh, sugar-free or gluten-free or whatever. And they said, well, this made me feel sh fat shamed because I had an eating disorder and the very small yogurt shop in California that they were in had said, well, we do this because people have dietary restrictions and people have, you know, diseases that they can't have sugar or they can't have, you know, certain things. So it's just like Demi, I can't keep fighting for you at this point. We need to figure out what, where is the line between what we find offensive and what is just not that serious, especially because I never met an alien before. I never met a space alien or an extraterrestrial or whatever you want to call it. How do we know? How do we know that they find that they are offended by this? You guys, it is just so damn funny. It is just so damn funny. But I will always shake it to cool for the summer by the one and only Demi Lovato. So I, I'm not hating in that way, but it's just like, all right, every time an interview pops up with them, I'm like, oh my God, what are we doing here? Um, 
Okay. Let's get into some of these questions. Cause I have a lot of questions that you guys sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com and you can always send them in and we'll read them on the potty. And okay, let's start here. This one says, does your dad have a friend? Okay. It says, hi, Carly and Kitty Princes. Love yous. And I'll kiss you all right on the gosh darn mouths. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And you are more than welcome. Uh Oh, you guys, I have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. Okay. Because my cat Stanley did something this past week that I never want to kiss this man again. Okay. (sighs) He caught something in my apartment. Okay. He caught a bug. And I'm not going to say what it was because you'll jump out your damn skin. All right. He caught a bug. And this is a bug that I never seen in my fucking house. It looked like a damn dinosaur. Okay. I've never seen this in this apartment. I haven't seen one of these bugs in my apartment in a very long time. And yes, I am censoring the name of them because I do find it. It's too much to even the, the visual connotated with the name is simply too much for me. I don't even want to say their name. Okay. But it was a big ass bug. And I'm sitting in bed, minding my own business, right? About to go to sleep. I'm watching something and Stanley jumps on the bed and what's in his fucking mouth. Okay. It's a giant ass bug. That's bigger than his face. So uh, again, dinosaur vibes. And I went and I got out of the bed calmly because I said, I don't want him to feel bad, but he was bringing me a present. And quite frankly, I spoke with him. I said, this is the worst gift I've ever gotten and never do it again, buddy. Okay. Never do that again. Because this is, out of all the presents I've gotten, this is by far the worst present. But he was trying to be nice to his mommy. Okay. And he put the bug right next to me. And I, that was when I judged out of the bed. And guess what? It wasn't fucking dead. So it started running around. Okay. And it was the most vile thing I've ever seen in my life. And I changed my sheets and it ended up, he ended up getting it again. And then was chasing me around the house because he wanted to drop it off at, at my feet. Because again, he wanted to give it to me as a gift. And we're going to need to send him the holiday gift guide from Macy's or something this year, because if that's the kind of gifts I'm getting from these guys and I'm like, Hey, I feed you every day. This is what I get in return. I I don't think that's fair. Okay. But I kept, I was really calm. I was surprisingly calm. And I kept going from corner to corner of the room and he kept following me and and trying to give it to me. And I'm like, stop bringing it to me. I hate it. I hate it. And then, um, he finally dropped it. And you guys, I'm such a freaking quick thinker. I swear to God in emergency situations like that, I really do think very quickly. And I dust busted that bitch. He dropped it on the floor. I went, stay away. Zoop, zoop. And then I bought, cause I'm paranoid. I bought uh, special medicine for them to take, you know, like from Petco because I'm like, can't they get sick if they have one of those things in their mouth? And they won't take the medicine. What I'm trying to say is I hate bugs. I hate them. But yeah, Stanley did, did the cat thing. And Robert was nowhere to be fucking found. (laughs) I swear to God, I don't know what's under my damn bed that Robert loves so much, but this man never leaves it. He does sit in his new cat tree, but anywho, I'll talk about my cats for five hours. But I did want to tell you guys that that was the worst gift I've ever gotten. Okay. Um, but that's what they do. Anywho. So 
She says, I'm so happy I found your podcast and love damn near everything about you, Kay. You came into my life when I needed friendship the most. We are best friends now, just so you know. Well, thank you so much. I feel like you guys are all my buddies too. And I, I, I love talking with you guys and meeting you guys too. So you could always, I feel like I've been, I've been meeting so many secret keepers on the street um, lately. So shout out to all you guys. I, I literally love you. I literally love meeting you. And it's always like the cutest, cutie, cool people that come up to me and they're like, I love your podcast. I'm like, oh my God, wait, I'm obsessed with you. Like, let's chat, you know? But anywho, so she says, first off, men are so embarrassing. I agree. I am literally getting to the point where I'm embarrassed that my father is a man. Honestly, it's so embarrassing. And I'm apologizing to the female population about it. (laughs) Agree. I don't think that they're even the same species as us. I think it's derogatory that we call them humans because they're not. Uh, she says I'm 32. So pretty much, uh, I'm sorry. I was with my boyfriend for 17 years. I'm 32. So pretty much since birth, I was with him since birth. I was nothing but loyal, honest, and stable. He knows it. Everyone knows it. So naturally he cheated on me with our friend. Oh, thanks. I'm not as angry anymore. And I could joke about it. Now I'm on to the next chapter of my life and I'm struggling. I don't want to date and have no desire to, but here's my dilemma. While everyone was sampling and taste testing all the flavors of the rainbow, I was a stable Mabel. I've never even conversed with another man. I've never flirted. I never entertained. I have not been told. I I have not even been told I was attractive by a man. I it's very hard to feel pretty and desirable when you have never been told by any man of your whole adult life that you look nice or whatever they say to girls sending a selfie. So you can tell me how pretty I am. I want that from you anyways. When I say I was loyal, I was loyal, loyal. I was shut down. I didn't go out for a party. I don't enjoy males in general because I think they're trash. (laughs) I love her. Okay. I love her. Um, no, thank you to any of them. Now that I'm a single lady, how do I go from being shut down and unapproachable to, being open for eye contact, or maybe even a smile, baby steps. I'm looking to take baby steps. My friends are amazing, but I have to remind them all the time that I never learned how to date or be open to male attention. I've been married since I can remember. Please give me any tips on how to turn off my bitch face and open to, uh, be open to some positive attention. Also, does your dad have a friend? Cause, oh my God, he's a silver Fox. And we love that for me. I wish you all the love and light that the world has to offer. I, I adore you. And I'm happy that we're best friends now. Okay. Uh, well, thank you so much. I feel like we're best friends. Oh, and you sent a picture. You're so pretty. Oh my God. I love your hair. Okay. We live for that. We live for that. Uh, and does my dad have a friend? Trust me when I tell you my dad's friends are all old construction workers, or there is one that he has. That's like a vagrant. There is no uh, eligible bachelors in my father's circle. I'll tell you that much. right now. (laughs) I'll tell you that much right now. Okay. You get, you get a union guy in his sixties girl. You don't want that. I promise you. I promise you. You'll have better luck finding someone just hanging outside of an AA meeting or something. Um, because that's probably where they all are anyway, but they're, you know, they're not, uh, the, the type of man that, that you're like, Oh, an older man. That's not who you picture. That's not who you picture. Uh, no disrespect though. You know, I love, you know, I love those guys, but I wouldn't set any one of my girlies up with them. Anywho, um, this is a situation. I think anyone that's been in a long-term relationship, you kind of have to get back into the world and, dating changes so much. And especially because you were with someone for 17 years, everything must feel so foreign to you because there's online dating. People meet in different ways. People meet on freaking social media. Sometimes like 
it is so different. So if you were in a relationship through this whole time, technology has made things very, very different, but also on the positive side, they made things a little bit easier. Um, to meet someone, you know, like our grandparents were like, oh, I met it. You know, we met at a freaking at church and you're like, what? You guys went to church? Like what? That's how you guys met. And you were how old? 11. Okay. Seems weird. You know, our parents, our grandparents generation, they really just were out here marrying the first person they see and having kids with them. They didn't even know if they were compatible. They were just like, you are a person and I am a person. And we are put on this earth to have children with each other because we live near each other. And that's the only way that, <laughs> that's the only way people met each other. Um, so things are different now, but they're way more convenient. And I think that that's going to work in your favor because I think when you're ready, if you're ready, um, you should get back out there and do a little online dating. And that way you can kind of test the waters and have conversation with men that is, you know, not face to face. So you won't be nervous. You won't be, uh, you, you have a little bit of time to think of your responses. You could be your little funny, quirky self. Cause I could tell that you have a great personality and you're funny just by what, you know, you've even written to me. So I think that that's going to help you a lot. Even if you don't want to go on a date with any of these guys, I think to just get back out there and just chit chat with people and see that there are other options in your area. Um, I think that will help you a lot in terms of just getting, getting more comfortable, getting used to it. I have a friend that was with a guy for a really long time. And, you know, the first time she had gone out on a date, she came home and called me hysterical crying. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm like, was it bad? And she's like, no, he was so nice. Like, it just feels weird. It's a weird transition. And you kind of feel this, like, and I felt this way before too. Like you feel a weird amount of guilt. Um, when you move on after a relationship, even though you're not with this person anymore, it's like, well, this is all I knew for so long. So I feel guilty. I feel scared that somebody's going to see me. And like, what if I bump into him or whatever the situations we mock up in our heads. And then the more you do it, the easier it gets, you know? So I think that you flirting online with some online cuties on the interweb is going to help you a lot. I think that's, that's what you need to do to kind of get get your foot in the water, test the waters and, and see what else is out there. Cause like you said, you want to take it slow and then you, then you go out when you're ready. You know, these things take time. And, and I do think it's important to mention that men move on very differently. Um, men move on like while they're in the relationship, because I swear to God, men will do anything but go to therapy. Okay. So don't compare yourself like, Oh, well, he was already with someone else. Like, I need to be at that level too, because I'm over it. No, you do things when you're ready for them. There's no time frame with these things. Everything is so uh, specific to the situation. Um, and, you'll, and you'll be okay. You'll be okay. I'm glad that you sound positive and you are at the step where you're even looking to talk to other people. I think that's huge and that's great. And I'm, and I'm happy for you. But keep us posted on that. I have a feeling you're going to meet someone quick. I don't know why, but I just feel that way. I think you're going to be one of those situations where like, you know, when you see it all the time, like girls are with the same guy for a million years and then they break up. And then in like six months, she's like engaged to literally Brad Pitt. And you're like, girly, what happened there? That's just like karma coming back and, and blessing you, you know? So 
All right, let's get into this next one. This one says, once a cheater, always a cheater. Please help a sister out. Okay. Uh, first, I want to say I love you and this amazing Secret Keepers Club community that you've created. It truly makes my week. And I feel like I'm sitting in a circle with my closest girlies talking shit. It's fabulous. God bless you, King Robert and Prince Stanley. Kiss you right on the lips. So thank you so much. I appreciate that, you guys. I, I, I love all you guys too. Um, so she says, so I'll jump right into it and try and make this short and sweet. It probably won't be short, but major advice is needed. I've been single for the last four and a half years. Please say four and a half years, not 4.5. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny because I made a reference to that earlier. If you're a real one, you caught it. Honestly, 4.5. I'll never forget. I'll never get over that. I'm honestly sweating that somebody said that. Okay. So she says, I'm 30 and for the most part, I'm not lonely, but I feel ready for something serious. And I would like kids, the marriage, the whole thing. I started dating a bit more seriously this past year and got played by a guy who did all the right things, had multiple towels, a luxurious bath mat and several sets of sheets. And uh, okay, several sets of sheets that I've witnessed him change. I thought it would work out and was surprised that he basically went cold one week and got super shady and tried to ghost me. I say tried because I simply would not allow it and was able to have one last conversation with him where he told me he decided we wouldn't be happy long-term, whatever to that. Fast forward to now where I met a very cute cutie who is hilarious, sexy, driven, and has great conversation. Our chemistry is amazing. And I feel like we've known each other for a long time, even though it's been just over a month. We are now getting more serious and we talk about the future as well as our past. I know, I know I shouldn't judge someone on what they've done before me. However, I feel like these things are things that I need to heavily consider. And I'm conflicted between being wise and being judgmental of his past behavior. Okay. I hear you. So homeboy has a baby. His son is two. I have no kids myself, but I would love a big family. Men with kids are neither preferred or a deal breaker to me. So I guess it just depends. He told me he had no idea he was having a son until his baby moms hit him up seven months in. Oh my God. Hit him up at seven months and came outside with a huge belly. I believe this, as I have friends who know him and said the baby was very random. He told me he was going through a lot of soul searching since then and how much his life has changed from that. Well, tell me why. He then told me that he was in a five-year relationship at that time, which obviously ended because he got another girl pregnant. I asked him why he thinks he did it. And he, the answer was very nonchalant. I don't know. I went to a party and got a little drunk and she looked good and it happened. I didn't even remember much until she resurfaced. Oh God. Oh boy. All right. Let's keep reading. The answer bothered me because, and had me asking follow-up questions like, well, was the relationship in a bad place? Not that that justifies anything of what he did, but I needed more information. His reply was, no, we had a really nice relationship. We lived together and everything. I don't really know why I did it. He also said he cheated on her a time or two prior to that. It doesn't seem like she would have even known unless the baby had come up. He then proceeded to tell me that he's cheated on most women in his past, but that he wanted to tell me because he wants to settle down and he feels like he's changed. He's been in therapy and he said he doesn't want to cheat again. So he's trying to figure out why he's done it and why he's done it in the past and really wants this new part of his life to start where he wants to be in an open and honest relationship with a partner. He mentioned having, uh, he mentioned having a son put things into perspective for him and doesn't want to lose it all again if he is with the right one. 
I could tell he was worried telling me these things. I can't tell if he was truly remorseful or if he was trying to play it cool and check the temperature to see my reaction. I feel like he wouldn't want to play the woe is me slash victim card, but I found his responses to be a little too laid back. I don't know. Now I'm conflicted because I do like him, but I feel like I'd be an idiot to proceed and God forbid he hasn't changed. I feel like I need more compelling argument to show that he's more self-aware now and committed to changing, but I don't know if I would even put myself in the position to expect him to prove something to me. Seems like a very shit way to start something new. And I don't know. And I don't want to keep asking him and come off too worried. What's a girl to do since it's so new. I should, should I just exit immediately now? My friend said that she thinks cheating is a personality trait and not to do it because I know people who have cheated in the past and changed. Um, I'm not sure what to do about it and any advice would be appreciated. Okay. That's all. Sorry for the novel. Love you so much. Um, okay. I'm going to, you know, I always say we can't judge people on their past and all of this thing, all of these things, but I'm going to tell you something right now. You're going to, you got to run for the Hills girl. You got to run for the Hills because, <clears throat> and that's not judging him. That is protecting you because this is a pattern. Okay. This is like, uh, and the reason why I'm so adamant about this is because I've been where you are. Okay. I've been, I've met a guy and he's so sexy and he's so smart and we get along really great and we laugh and it's fun and it's all these things. Right. And he says things and it's like, oh, well, I guess I am the exception to this like consistent thing that he's done. I'm going to be the girl that he doesn't cheat on, or I'm going to be the girl that he treats right. And all of this stuff. First of all, his responses to your questions, they don't seem like he does have any self-awareness because when you said, well, why did you do it? He's like, I don't know. The girl was hot. Oh, is that it? Is that all it took for you to ruin a five-year relationship and get someone else pregnant? That's kind of annoying. That's not a good answer. Like if I were to think, okay, like maybe he's changed. I would need him to give me more info. And that's just not something I'm willing to do. It's just not something I'm willing to put myself through because guess what? Anytime I have been in a situation like that, whether it's cheating or something like something else, I end up feeling like such an asshole because I think to myself in the beginning, well, what makes me more special? Nothing. Everyone just, it's, I'm new. That's what's exciting. That's what's special about it, you know? I just, I really don't want you, I don't want you to have to put more work into it. And you're so right in terms of like, when you first start out with somebody, why start anytime I've started a relationship or any type of situationship with somebody that I, you know, that started off on a sour note like this, it never will work. It never will work. I don't think, I, I do believe that you know, people can change. I do believe that. But to me, his responses to your follow-up questions were simply not, they weren't good answers. They weren't the answers of someone that's really dug in within themselves and learned new things about themselves and had some breakthroughs in therapy. That's not what it is. You know, it's very much just like, oh, well, brushing it off. Like, oh, well, the girl was hot. Okay. Literally any other answer would have been better than that. I'm sorry. So any hot girl, it's justified. What? No, too much baggage, girly. You deserve better than that. We're, we, and that's not being judgmental of someone's past. That is protecting yourself and your own heart. Because if you end up dating him and thinking, oh, things are better now because he said that he's changed. Meanwhile, he hasn't proven that. 
you know, I don't want to be the experiment ever with somebody either. I don't want someone to be like, oh, well, I think I could be loyal now. Let me date you. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. You know, no, thanks. If you want to hook up with him, if you don't have romantic feelings for him and you want to hook up with him, go crazy. But uh, this person, I personally think, you know, shit happens. People cheat sometimes. And, uh, but if it's a pattern like that, you, you can't, you, you don't want to get involved with that girl. Okay. You guys now a quick word from our sponsors. Secret Keepers Club is so excited to welcome a new sponsor, better help. Better help is therapy for the 21st century. Better help is professional therapy all online. It's all remote. You could do it from the comfort and the privacy of your own home. There's a flexible schedule, phone or video calls at your convenience. You get a good match. They will put you with a licensed therapist who's right for you. And that's the most important thing about therapy. You need to find somebody that you could talk to who understands you. I always encourage everyone to go to therapy. I think it's so important. It's it's so nice to just talk to somebody that has an unbiased opinion and will listen and help you. And I think it's just such a great thing. So I also love BetterHelp because it's affordable. You don't have to be rich to pay for it. And financial aid is available for it. You can send messages to your therapist at any time. They'll get back to you in between sessions. And if you don't like your person, if you want to switch therapists, you can. And at any time, for free. So they make it easy if you wanted to switch it up. Um, trust me, it helps to have someone outside your world to talk to. It's easy to schedule. It's affordable. We'll take a load off your shoulders. Over 1 million people have taken charge of their mental health. So you should join them. BetterHelp has a special for just our listeners. You can visit betterhelp.com slash secret keepers for 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash secret keepers for 10% off your first month. BetterHelp help.com slash secret keepers sign up for better help and start living a happier life today so this one says hold on let's let's get to this one. Oh god this one says i hit my coworker. oh god i hit my coworker's car while she was in it no why did you do that first of all you're freaking hilarious i love you so much i listen at work and i think I laugh like a gosh darn fool and I look crazy all the damn time. But anyway, speaking of work, the most embarrassing, awful thing in my life happened to me right before the panty hit. I was revised. I was reversing out of my parking spot at work when I felt a huge thud and hear a smash. I look over and actually reversed into my coworkers. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at you. <laughs> I reversed into my coworker's car while she was pulling out of the lot. Mind you, her cubicle is literally right across from mine. I scraped the whole side of her car. I absolutely felt terrible. And of course, I covered the damage. Literally, the panty shut everything down within the next few days after that. And I didn't have to see her for a while. But now we work a hybrid schedule and I do have to see her again. Thankfully, only once or twice a week. But she literally won't say a word. Or make eye contact with me. Can you freaking imagine? Oh my God, that is so funny. Oh, you know what I wanted to ask you guys? Because something uh, happened to one of my friends recently. And I just think it's so damn weird because I've never experienced anything like this before. And I want to know if like, maybe I'm just out of the loop and this is something that people are doing now. So long story short, and this is just like, cause I'm thinking of coworkers. My friend has this coworker that she's friendly with at work. And the, uh, the girl had said, 
do you want to come to a party? Um, I'm having at, at my house. And my friend said, yeah, sure. So she, um, so my friend said, can I bring anything? You know, like the day before she had texted her and said, what can I bring to the party? I can bring a nice bottle of wine. If you want me to bring beers, like tell me what you need and, and I'll bring it. And the girl said, oh no, it's fine. I'll just Venmo you for my expenses. And my friend was like, what? And she was like, I'm going to Venmo everybody after the party and, and everyone will split what it costs me. Now, tell me I'm crazy thinking that that's the most insane shit I've ever heard in my life. Is this what, is, is that what is happening now? And if it is cool, but I need to know, because I was like, I have never in my life heard of this before. Like, first of all, if you're, if everyone's going to pay, that's fine, but do it at a bar. Why are you having it at your house? Why are you throwing a party? Like that's a huge part of throwing the party or personally, if it were me and I was like trying to, you know, like I would just say, okay, everyone brings something like we're going to have a potluck or we're going to have like everyone bring a case of beer or everyone bring a bottle of wine or something like that. That way it's not, um, you know, everyone just brings a little something and then there's enough for everyone. I just really felt like that was such a weird thing to do. And because I've never heard of anything like that, it's just so unusual. So please tell me if people are doing this now. And then my friend went for an hour um, because she had another thing that she had to go to and she went for an hour. And then the girl, uh, I guess, had split the expenses of the whole party equally among everybody that went there. And the girl Venmo requested her $60. That's crazy. No, I don't know. I said, mm, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. That seems a little wild to me, but tell me, please, maybe I'm out of the loop. I could see if it's like a college kid, like, you know what I'm saying? If it's a college party, all right, everybody chip in. We're going to go get booze. We're going to go get food or whatever that I feel like makes a little bit more sense to me, but adults that, oh, by the way, have money, like they have money. I don't know. I don't know, whatever, but tell me if you guys are doing that, if that's the new thing. Okay. So this one says Mercury is defo in retrograde. Uh, Carly, can I start off by saying how much I adore your podcast, your sense of humor and your cats? I truly LOL every episode. Oh, well, thank you guys so much. I love you too. And the cats love you guys too. I think if you met them, you would be like, wow, I love these babies so much. I'm about to make a huge life decision and will want your input as I appreciate listening to the advice you give to others. I have been dating my boyfriend for two years and we lived an hour and a half away from each other during the duration of our relationship. For about a year, I've been trying to move to his city so we would be closer, even though I have a great job, my own house, and it's been difficult to get excited about the jobs I've seen in his area. I wouldn't leave my position now unless I have something that I would truly be happy in. Um, not, nonetheless, I've been applying and going through the hiring process for an incredible opportunity at an organization that I feel passionate about. My boyfriend was so excited to hear about my interview until I told him about the company I would be working for. He claims that it's the one place, the one organization that he and his family does not morally support. In parentheses, the company is highly controversial for providing reproductive health services. But it's a place that I know I would enjoy working for, promoting its mission, and I would be happy. Um, not to mention, I'd be making more money than I could have in his area after tons of back and forth. The bottom line is he said, if I accept the job, we would break up. Is he being fair? His argument is that I know that he, 
the way he felt about it before I applied. And he can't believe I would put him in this situation. My argument is that I'm passionate about the work that they do for low income underprivileged communities and want to have a role in their mission. It might be important to note that I work in communications and I would be working from home nowhere near any of the clinics. And he said, the principle is just knowing that they'd pay me. Um, I told him if I have an opportunity to accept the job, the only reason I wouldn't accept it is because of him. I'm afraid I might resent him for putting his beliefs above mine, and this could hurt our relationship as well. I'd love to know what you would do in my situation. I applied for the job because I knew I was qualified. I would be a great fit and thought our relationship could be stronger if we were closer. Um, So is it worth ruining my relationship? I think he's being unfair and holding me back, especially from a career that I've always been supportive of him. Girl... Okay. Here's the thing. Um, I would never, ever turn down a job for anyone, a man, a woman, whoever. If you are passionate about it and you think that it's something that would make you happy, this is your job. This is something that you have to do every single day. Why are, why would you turn something down that you know you would be proud of doing? That's just how I feel about it. Okay. Do I think he's being fair? Absolutely not. I don't. I think that he needs to take his personal, because that's what it is. It's his personal thoughts and feelings associated with this place. And he needs to put that, put that away. You guys can talk about it, but if that is enough to ruin your relationship to him, I think that it shows you where you stand in the relationship. To me, it's like, you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything wrong. You're not doing anything bad. And I'm kind of thinking of this, whether it's like something like Planned Parenthood or Planned Parenthood adjacent, um, because you said they provide reproductive, you know, uh, health services. I'm kind of looking at it in the way that like, listen, I love Planned Parenthood. I support Planned Parenthood and I'm going to explain why. And this is even like, I know that we're not going to get into the pro-life, pro-choice debacle that we've spoken about many times on this podcast, just because that's not what this question's about. But you guys know where I stand on it. And I support Planned Parenthood and I donate to them every year. And I think that they're a great organization. The people who jump down like my throat when I'm talking about it, or just what I've seen online and on the news and stuff like that. um, They don't really understand what they do as a whole organization. And I love Planned Parenthood because it really is a place that women um, can go to when they have nowhere else to turn. And it's not just for abortions. It is for everything. They can get checkups, they get pap smears, they get cancer screening, they get different services that they would not be able to afford if Planned Parenthood didn't exist. You know, they get birth control, they can go to the OBGYN, they get like, it's so important and it's so vital that these things are offered to women that need them. And it's expensive, you guys. The doctor is expensive. And a lot of people, unfortunately, in this country don't have access to health care. I think that reproductive health care is so unbelievably important. And it's pretty sick to me that it is not free. But Planned Parenthood offers that to women that have nowhere else to go. So I think that it's a great organization. And, and if I were you, and I'm not saying that you are applying at Planned Parenthood, but if I were you, I would drive that point home with him. Like, listen, it is not just like an abortion clinic they do a lot of great things and they, and they change people's lives for the better. And I want to be a part of that. And it's something that I believe in. 
you know, you guys don't have to see eye to eye on everything, but if he's willing to end your relationship over something that really isn't that serious or shouldn't be that serious, I just kind of feel like, all right, then go, then let him go, you know, not because we don't agree, but because that's enough for you to want to kick me to the curb, then go. I don't know. I just wouldn't, um, ever, I would never, and this is just for anybody listening, not just this one girl, don't change your career or make these big decisions based on somebody that's not even your husband. Okay. Because that's just not, that's not what we should be doing. You got to worry about yourself. You have to focus on yourself. And like I was saying before, it's your job. You should love your job. If you can, a lot of people can't, a lot of people hate their jobs. I've been there too, where you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ, another day. Oh my God. When is just counting down the hours till Saturday, right? If you have a job, you have a, you have an opportunity to have a positive, uh, you know, outlook on your job, please take that. And I think that, um, you know, I think that you'll find uh, yourself to be happier if you choose to take it. To me, it's like, here's the thing. And this is like, so not, uh, if he said that to me and threatened me, I would say, okay, let's break up. And I'm still going to live here. And you live there because you just showed me how much I mean to you. And I'm going to keep my job that I've had for all these years that I really like, and I'm going to keep my house and I'm going to keep my life. But you just proved to me that like, this is not what else could possibly come up. And then you'll leave me or you want to break up with me or whatever. I feel like that's probably, you, you have the option too, to like, just stay where you're at. But I personally would say, if you don't take this job and you guys continue to stay together, um, you're going to resent them. You're going to resent them. You know, it's just one of those things. Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our sponsors. Secret Keepers Club is so excited to welcome our new sponsor, Rothy's. Nothing says fall like soft plush merino wool. For the third time in a row, Rothy's is launching for this fall an exclusive autumn collection featuring washable merino wool styles. They're incredibly comfortable, cozy, and 100% machine washable. I absolutely love Rothy's. I love the um, different types of patterns they have, the different colors. They're really cozy, and I love that they're so easy to wash. I think that matters a lot. Um, I absolutely love them. And good news for my guys listening, Rothy's now is not just for women anymore. That's right. Rothy's now sells men's sneakers and men's driving loafers. Rothy's men line is just the same level of craftsmanship as Rothy's women's line. Durable, washable, and better for the planet. Plus, rigorously tested for a perfect fit wash after wash. To help you welcome your fall season in style, Rothy's is doing something very special. That's right. They are giving us the chance to share this super rare opportunity with our listeners for a limited time. Right now, you can get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash secret. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash secret. Head to rothys.com slash secret to find your new favorites today. All right, let's um, get into this next one. Okay, this one says boyfriend mama drama, um, boyfriend mama drama, October themed FMK included. Ooh, okay. Uh, Hi, Carly and the feline fellas. I've been a fan of yours since Girl Code and listening to your podcast is something I look forward to every week while I'm working from home. Oh, well, thank you so much. 
every now and then I consider writing into you because I really could use some advice on a situation I've been dealing with and finally figured, oh, what the hell? So here it goes. My boyfriend and I have been dating for two years and it is truly the happiest I've ever been. We've been friends for a few years in a group of close guys, in parentheses, me being the only girl. And after a long time of hiding our mutual feelings for each other, we, for the sake of our friendship, we decided to give it a go. Let me tell you, it was so worth it. Over the summer, we got a place together and without question is the happiest I've ever been in my life. Every day we laugh endlessly and we share a love I never knew existed outside of Hallmark movies. Oh my God. I love this for you. He's a nurse at a children's cancer hospital, and he truly just has a heart of gold. In all categories with him, I have hit the jackpot. Well, except one, his unbearable and clingy mother. Ooh, okay. For some background, she is a very dysfunctional person when it comes to her own relationships. She has jumped from guy to guy, always dating someone new with money and moving her three kids from one man's house to another. Before we had moved in together, she had moved them four times in the past year to the point, oh my God to the point where they didn't even unpack their things because they knew they wouldn't be staying. Like they pretty much spent every holiday at a different house. And when I say quote unquote kids, I mean, my boyfriend is 26 and his twin siblings are 15. My boyfriend is extremely embarrassed about it and doesn't like to talk about it um, with anyone or for people to know. His mother has been a big red flag from the start. The first time I met her at his birthday party, when we first started to date, she got away, she got way too drunk and hung all over him while kissing his cheek, asking if I loved him the way that she does and gave a speech that she was going to have to cut the umbilical cord now because he's dating someone and growing up. Over time, she has only been more and more out of line between always FaceTiming slash blowing up his phone when we were together to constantly touching, hugging and uncomfortable comments. It really has gotten to be just too much for me. She would literally make me feel like a third fucking wheel between them. I finally had my last straw when she wrote on Facebook, quote unquote, she feels like she is no longer her son's number one girl. Oh God. I need a cigarette after this one. She feels like she is no longer her son's number one girl and no longer the first person he turns to when things get tough or the one that makes, or the one that makes him laugh in the middle of the day and that he knows that he knows he loves her, but deep down he loves me more. Um, now that I'm not a parent, I don't know the feeling between a mother and a son, but I do know that as a girlfriend, that shit is uncomfortable and unnecessary. Yeah, girl, that is not normal mother son relationship. No one is making him choose. No one is making him choose one or the other. There have been numerous occasions where she has just been downright out of line. And I have talked to him about it and he understands where I'm coming from. He doesn't take sides and basically takes the quote unquote out of sight, out of mind approach. And since he no longer lives with her, I've tried talking to him about setting boundaries, but it's impossible with her. She does not treat any of her kids with such intensity. It's almost as if she treats him like he's her spouse. I guess, um, since he is first born when I'm around her, she's extremely nice and sweet towards me, but she's very manipulative and deceptive person and goes pretty much dramatic lengths to make sure the attention goes on her at all times. I respect her as my man's mother, but I really don't care for her character and how she uses people. I've gotten to the point where I just dread being around her and stop making any attempt uh, to be around her. And if I do not absolutely have to. 
the past two years, the situation has brought me so much anxiety. I'm with my best friend and my soulmate in a healthy relationship, building a wonderful life together. But I really fear that one day she is going to be a deal breaker. I get so worried thinking about what type of mother-in-law she would be if we were to have children or how much worse she could become with age. I don't want to come in between that bond that they have or make him choose between his mother or his girlfriend. Any insight would be so helpful because I just really worry that one day I may hit my breaking point. Okay. Yes. This is not normal in any way. It's actually, it's too much. I don't think it's uncommon. I don't think it's uncommon. There are so many, like I've seen it before in my life where I'm like, you guys have a weird, it's kind of a weird relationship. Not kind of, it's a weird relationship. Okay. And I'm not saying that it's anything like, um, you know, I'm not saying that it just, it's weird. It's weird looking at it. And I'm sure to him or to her, they might not realize it, but it's inappropriate. Um, it's inappropriate for, and I've noticed this a lot too, like moms being like, um, I'll fight my, I'll fight my, you know, son's girlfriend or whatever. It's like, in what world are you guys competing with each other? He, you're his mom, you know, like what? That's not the same thing. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry that you're going through this because this is just a thing. It's like, you know, you could love a person so much, but their families are a huge part of your life. They're a huge part of your life. If you get married, if you have kids, you know, holidays and birthdays and shit like that, like, you know, no one's family is perfect. And that's something that I will say, but I think something does need to be done in this situation. I don't think you need to break up with your boyfriend because of it, but I think that you can take measures now to set boundaries. And I know that you're like, it's impossible with her. Well, he needs to step up and say something to her. He needs to step up and say something to her. And they need to have that conversation because he's a grown man. And he needs now that he's your boyfriend and you guys are thinking about having a future together. He needs to have your back. And, and he needs to say the things to her that you can't say because it would just, it wouldn't be the same you know, but that's what it is. Um, I dated a guy once whose mom was like very clingy and crazy weird. And, but I really liked him and, and him and I were, you know, we wanted to live together and she cried and threw things and made it a big deal and made it about her. And we were going to go to hell. And I'm like, all right, I'll see you in hell, girly. Like in what world do I care what your mom thinks? But she was a huge part of like, uh, we had a lot of fights about her because she was rude to me. She made me feel unwanted and uncomfortable when I was around her. Um, and it wasn't ever, ever because of anything that I did. It was because she was mad that her son um, loved me, you know? So I wouldn't take it personal. Um, but there was, I had told him like, listen, if you don't say something to your mom, I'm going to end up saying something to your mom, or I'm just going to break up with you. You know, and he did it. He ended up saying to her, like, you got to relax. Like, we're not going to hell. <laughs> him having to tell his mom, we're not going to hell. <laughs> Meanwhile, he was like the biggest piece of shit I ever met in my life. He was so terrible. He was such a terrible person. <laughs> But she told him we were going to go to hell because we were having premarital sex, which by the way, why did this bitch know that in the first place? I didn't tell her. That's for sure. She just knew because we're adult people. 
we're adult people, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, if I were you, I would say to him, listen, you got to say something to your mom because I want to have a, you know, happy long life with you and a happy long relationship. And I'm getting nervous if we have kids, you know, because when you bring kids in, into it, it, you start seeing people a lot more, you know, people want to stop by and see the baby and hang out with the baby and all these great, wonderful things. And you want to be able to enjoy that. You want to be able to enjoy his family as long as everyone's being appropriate and you're not like, what the fuck is going on with your weirdo mom? Okay. Um, but I'm sorry you're going through that. That really sucks. I mean, people's families really do ruin relationships. Sometimes I've seen it happen where you're just like perfectly happy and, but the, the important thing is him having an open dialogue with her. Um, and, and also because a guy, that guy did this to me when I told him, you got to say something to your mom, he was such a bitch. And he was like, Carly feels weird about X, Y, and Z. Like he was kind of like, Carly feels like you need to mind your own business. <laughs> and I'm like, why did you make it me? Like, you don't feel like she should mind her own business because she's telling me I'm going to, I'm going to rot in hell. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like that's a little much. No, but he did that. He did that. He was like, Oh, Carly feels this way about it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You were supposed to, you were supposed to say that you feel weird about it too. Not just make it my freaking fault, you know? So I, I don't think that your, your guy is the type of guy to do something like that, but I do you know, I think that he should bring it to her attention in that way where it's like, listen, I love you so much. And I think you're so great, but I need you to respect my girlfriend because I love her. And I, and I want us to, you know, continue our relationship. I feel like you've stepped over the line and bring her examples because people like this, people like this, you know, that they don't really own it. So he needs to bring her examples and say, um, you know, say this is what hurt my feelings this is what made us feel uncomfortable that's all so all right let's get into some of these fuck mary kills here okay ooh la la ooh la la okay <laughs> so this one's silly this is from the girl who uh her boyfriend doesn't like the the new job she applied for she said, I was so nervous. I forgot to send my FMK in terms of embarrassing things. Okay. So this is an embarrassing thing. Fuck, Mary kill. World's colliding here. First one is having shingles. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> having shingles. Okay. Always grocery shopping and weaving through the aisles with a shopping cart when the store is packed. Oh my God. That really is fucking so embarrassing. That happened to me yesterday at Trader Joe's. I was like, I'll fight 10 bitches in here. Okay. Having shingles, grocery shopping in a packed grocery store or doing the walk of shame to the bathroom at a restaurant. Wow. I guess I'm going to, I'm going to fuck having shingles, believe it or not, because that's cure. That'll go away. Well, I guess all of it. No, I think that I, I think I'm going to fuck having shingles. No, I'm going to marry having shingles. Well, no, because then I'm going to have shingles all the time. Okay, no, I'm marrying walking to the bathroom at a restaurant because whatever. 
I, I am embarrassed by it, but at the same time, it's, it's nowhere near as, as annoying as the other two things. So I'm going to marry that. I'm going to, uh, kill walking through the aisle at a packed grocery store, because that really does send me into some type of a like psychotic episode. I, I really don't like it. And, and one day I will just punch someone in the face at a Trader Joe's. And I promise you that. Yesterday I was walking into Trader Joe's, which by the way, is the happiest place on earth for me. Trader Joe's is my goddamn Disneyland. Okay. And there's a woman standing in the actual doorway, taking up the entire doorway of the entrance of the store. And my friend was before me with her car and she walked in and the woman gave her the dirtiest look. And I was like, I swear to God, like this woman was acting like we walked into her living room. I'm like, you're in the doorway of a Trader Joe's on the busiest, apparently the busiest time of the week. But anywho, yeah, I hate that. So, and then I'm gonna, I guess, fuck having shingles. You gotta fuck having shingles sometimes. Um, okay. Someone told me an embarrassing story the other day that really is embarrassing. And this has happened to all of us. And I'm going to tell it to you guys really quick before we get to the other fuck, Mary kills. So, um, he went into this store. I don't know if you know the store Diptyque. It's like a fancy candle store, right? And the candles are so expensive. And he didn't know that he thought it's just, oh, it's a candle store whatever. And he went in and he was like, okay, I'll get five. And the sales lady was like, okay, do you want me to tell you how much they are. And he was like, no, I'll just get five. <laughs> and they're like close to a hundred dollars each. And then he was at the register and it was like, whatever it was, 400 and something dollars. And he was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> because you can't, it's so embarrassing. Like there have been times where I've been in that situation and I go, yeah, no, cool. That's cheap. Like, oh, just that. Oh, just $400 on candles. And then you buy them and then you return them. I would do, I would do the buy and return quicker than I would do the, Oh, you know what? Let's actually take these off the bill. I'm only going to get one. Like that is so damn embarrassing. He thought they were going to be like 20 bucks, 30 bucks, which is so silly, but I'm like, no, you got to go to TJ Maxx. You have to go to Timothy Jonathan Maximus at that point. If you're trying to get many candles. Um, Okay. So the next fuck Mary kills are, we have three more, you guys, and we're going to, and we're going to go through them. So the first one is Halloween movies, Hocus Pocus, Casper, or Adam's family. This is very easy to me. I'm killing Hocus Pocus, even though I love all these movies. I'm marrying Casper because I had a crush on him when I was younger. Um, Devin Sawa, was that it? Devin Sawa um, was Casper. And I just thought Casper was so, so unbelievably hot when I was a kid. So we are going to marry him. And also you forget Casper is actually a really nice, I mean, he was literally the friendly ghost and, and he was a really nice guy. So we're marrying him. We're fucking the Adams family and we're killing Hocus Pocus and, and, you know, don't come for me. The next one is fall treats. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Apple cider donut, caramel apple, or pumpkin pie. Killing pumpkin pie, fucking hate it. Hate everything pumpkin. And also, uh, I, I'm just not interested. I like pecan pie. You know, of all the pies, I, I would say pumpkin. I'd rather, I, I would never even touch it if I had it in my house. I fucking hate it. And I don't know why. And people are like, oh, but it's so good. My, You have to try mine. No, I don't want to try it. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's baby food in a crust. 
I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I know. And again, don't come for me. I know people love pumpkin stuff. You know, you guys are freaking obsessed with pumpkin, which is weird because I actually like actual pumpkin, but pumpkin pie, I'm all set. Okay. Caramel apple or apple cider donut killing pumpkin pie. I'm going to definitely marry an apple cider donut. Those are so good. I'm obsessed with them. They are literally the best. I love them. And then I'm going to fuck a caramel apple. And the reason I'm not marrying that is because I simply cannot eat those all the time. Um, My teeth would fall out and I would get many cavities and I'm just not interested in it. Um, But they're good every, I literally once a year. So you fuck them. And then 90s toy edition, fuck, marry, kill, pogs, uh, Gia pet or a pogo stick. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm going to, unfortunately, even though they're really the most fun, I'm going to kill a pogo stick because to me, if you guys know me and how athletically, um, you know, incapable I am of just damn near everything, um, pogo stick is a death sentence for me. So I'm going to have to kill that, even though that really is the most fun. And I, and I always enjoyed them and I enjoyed watching people on them. Um, like my brother could do tricks on them. And I thought that was pretty cool, but they got to go. Cause I, I would die. And then I'm going to, am I going to marry, am I going to marry, wait, hold on. Hold on. I'm looking up Gia pets because. Okay. So a Gia pet was like a Tamagotchi, which by the way, love those, love those freaking things. Um, oh my God. It's so funny. I just like Googled it and they are, oh my God, they're worth a hundred to $200 now, depending on the type. And a rare version is $400. That's insane. Wow. Okay. So I think I'm going to marry a Gia pet because they are, or Giga pet, whatever. What are they called? Giga pets. I'm going to marry that because they are simply more fun. Um, you could do them every day. You get more, uh, you can go along with it. And then when it dies, you got to reset it. But like, it's like, you're taking care of something. You're taking care of a pet, you know, which I do on a regular day basis anyway, with my two sons. Okay. I'm a mother. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I guess, fuck pogs, even though they're really boring, they would be the worst ever. And then I'm going to kill the pogo stick because I would just, that would be way too toxic of a relationship. Like I adore you. I want you, but you will kill me. You will physically kill me. Um, so that's why we got to kill the pogo stick. But anywho, you guys, that's all she wrote. That's the, that's, uh, that's that with the fuck Mary kills. And I hope you guys have a great week ahead of you. Nothing but good energy. I'm sending your way. You guys can always send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And if you did send one in and I missed it, please resend it. I would love to hear from you guys and we will see you next week. Bye.